Welcome back to the Twisted Builds Podcast. And, uh, yeah, it's back. And mainly my fault that's been this long. Everyone's been like, what's going on with the podcast? It's been me. 100% all owned up to it. Full-heartedly, if you guys haven't figured this out from my YouTube channel or anything, I've dropped the ball there, too. Um, yeah, the podcast, it was... I had a lot of stuff happen um, in my personal life and um, just been busy. Oh, my word. So, just to share a tiny tidbit with you, I'm not going to go into detail, but uh, within the last month, two months, month, something like that, the time's been kind of a blur. Excuse me, folks. Um, anyway, within six calendar days, I had my second newborn son. Um, I had a friend pass away, and I had a wedding of a best friend to go to in six calendar days. So that that week alone was insanity. Um, and besides for that, it's just been head down working. You know, I don't know if the word is termed grinding or whatever. Just getting it done, working on the business, working on training for myself, um, getting new equipment in. If you hear it in the background, um, there is a 3D printer going currently, and it is printing um, parts for a customer, for a new business customer. So I'm And I'm starting to push the 3D print stuff more. Um, I'm actually going to be designing some new stuff soon. Uh, I have an antenna wrench that I've been using for nearly a year now on PDIs. So that's going to be coming out for sale on my website. Um, I actually had, there's another product I want to design and make. I just thought of today that I think is going to be awesome once I get some measurements and get a prototype printed. Um, besides for that, uh, been a lot of investing in the business. So, um, been getting... It's one of those things where, because of the events that happened in 2020, and I'll let you read in between the lines, um, stuff I've had made for me that I've resold or, like, quality of product has gone down. Um, so I'm starting to move a lot of uh, processes in-house, which, mind you, most processes were in-house to begin with. Um, the final little tidbits are just kind of... I'm doing it all in-house because i was i was planning on doing some uh specialty like smd boards so surface mount board uh, you know if i could talk surface mount boards so like uh pcb boards that have like surface mount uh chips and you know resistors and whatever else um i've had a couple i've been trying to keep as much as i can american based obviously Everyone knows the the target audience I'm for is for the budget-minded um, individual who's in the automotive. Because of that, um, I have obviously had to price around and stuff. But like for the assembly stuff, I wanted to keep in the states, or even if it was outside the states, where find someone that was really good at production. I haven't been able to do that. I'm not. I'm not downing every business out there. Obviously, it's not my intention. But the one I was really hopeful for, that's actually based right in Texas, uh, that board came back and it was all kinds of messed up. Um, I've had some other boards I did overseas come back and they weren't right either. And I don't know if it's my design, which it very well could be. I mean, I'm not an electrical engineer by trade. I'm an automotive technician. 
but I've been following, like, I've been getting help from others who are, who do it professionally, having them look over my designs, like, what did I mess up? I was following all their, like, most of these businesses that do, like, not only the PCB boards themselves, but also the assembly, like, you tell them what chips are on the board and where they're at and how they're positioned and which pin's number one and pin orientation and yada, 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 they will assemble it for you. And they give you guidelines on their website, like, you know, this is the, like, dimensions you need to be, like, for your board traces and stuff like that, away from stuff like clearancing and whatnot. And I've just been having one heck of a time with getting stuff made correctly, where it's not shorted out to another component, when there was plenty of clearance in my design, yada, yada, yada. So, long story longer, um... The PCB board place, I've had all my PCBs made. So, like, the Simple Dalaboose, the, um, some of the other stuff I've done, uh, like, my own version of the Speedwino, um, stuff like that. Um, those ones, that, that PCB board place has been awesome whenever I'm just having them make PCBs. So, they, those come back perfect every time. So, I'm gonna stick with them because they're tried and true. Um, and they've been great. So, but I've been working on training, a lot of training. So, and before I say anything about this, because I've just been, you know, harping on businesses lately. Um, what I'm about to say is not related to the quality of product I was getting from this guy. So, um, I'm working on, I've been taking courses, working on uh, physically doing it. I'm actually working on my first harness build currently, but I'm moving harnesses in-house. Like, I've been also getting the, the stuff to do surface mount components in-house and just pretty much do a whole bunch of in-house production. So, um, because of that, that's why, like, I haven't had time to do the podcast or it's been mainly me and, like, Kevin scheduling at first. Like, our schedules just didn't line up. And then after that, it was just me because I was going nuts with either personal stuff going on in my life or just hunkering down and learning and training myself and figuring things out and like doing all the setup and design and you know research and development and all this other you know whatever you want to you know it's a long story longer sorry anyway uh so yes i am bringing wiring harnesses on the table and um literally uh I had my wideband harnesses, the both the wideband gauge and the wideband um, uh, controller itself, outsourced. So I had those done by a company that's a U.S.-based company, and those harnesses were perfect. Absolutely nothing against that. The owner of that business, those harnesses, each every single one was spot on perfect. I could not have been happier. Um, I am just doing it because of the fact I, I do enjoy it. I, I thoroughly enjoy wiring. I enjoy making harnesses. And I've been learning, like, I wired my entire Firebird. Like, a lot of people will buy painless kits or, you know, whatever else, which I don't blame them. Um, But, like, the Firebird I wired myself now, it's not pretty, but it is wired. And I wanted to figure out how to make pretty. How to make good-looking harnesses uh, where they're going to be nice and robust professional looking no tape anywhere just awesome harnesses for automotive products so i am working on doing that i've taken some courses uh, invested in myself in that regard i've actually got my first harness going together for my buddy brian rutsky's ls swapped s10 
Um, I've got, I ordered a bunch of stuff, some stuff's come in, uh, got a bunch of equipment to do it, um, got my own, like, heat shrink labeler, and just some other odds and ends I've been learning, like, I've been getting a whole bunch of equipment in, and then I had to learn how to use it. So, again, that's why this podcast has just been taking forever to get back to, and I do apologize. But, I'm gonna work on getting more, uh, more back to the podcasting. Um, and this one's actually going to be for the, those of you who are listening, this is audio only. I will not be putting this on YouTube. Uh, so congrats. You're listening to the audio only version today. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I've been, um, doing all that. I also had, uh, Kevin Marksberry. I'm going to make this official now. Kevin Marksberry. He is the other, um, pod, the other uh, host with me on the Twisted Builds podcast normally. He is coming on board to Twisted Builds LLC business. So uh, there's some other, there's some stuff, products we're working on bringing out. There's a couple I think they're going to be awesome um, for the uh, LS budget community and even the non-budget community. I I think the products we're going to be turning out is going to be pretty awesome. So I'm excited there. Um, there's some stuff I'm going to be using on the S10 for sure that he's already clued me on on what's going on. And uh, I'm very, very happy to bring Kevin on board. He's a great guy to work with and just a great individual overall. So very excited um, about that. And me and David Smith are still working together on stuff. The Advanced Dollar Boost has been just kind of like a roller coaster on working on it. Uh, I've been working on it here and there. He's been working on it here and there. A lot of it's just finalizing the code because it's one of those things where with this kind of boost controller... I've been putting it through the rainer on my end, and I'm sure he has me too, with uh, testing. Like, if you force it to do something, like you're trying to find bugs, you're, you know, troubleshooting, trying to find bugs, and I've been just absolutely reefing on the thing. Think of every absolute possible scenario that I can find a bug with. So we've been doing a bunch of coding in that regard. Once that initial round of coding's done, and not even a rush initial, but once the coding's done, uh, we're going to get to work on getting it inside a box and a PCB made. And again, with all the equipment I've gotten, like I got my own SMD soldering station now. So I plan on making my own SMD boards for those. Um, those are planned to be residing in the same size box that my simple dollar boosts are. So my simple dollar boost and my advanced dollar boost will be in the same physical box. So if any of my customers are listening to this or anyone who is familiar with the simple dollar boost um you will know the size of the box is going to be exactly the same the the potentiometer knob so normally it's a red knob on my simple dollar boost that is actually going to be a rotary dial now so there won't be a starter endpoint it'll be uh, three stages of boost control it'll have um boost gauge boost cut um, it's not going to have all the safeties as the spoolie boy, so it's not going to have the um, fuel cut or like fuel pressure cut, and it's not going to have the wide band cut, but will have boost cut. So you can hit like a maximum boost pressure, and it's going to cut the um, power going to the MAC valve and drop you right back down. So um, it will be open loop. I have thought about maybe doing closed loop. That's really really tricky in regards to the safety of it and how fast it does it because of the fact of there's a lot of parameters in that setup that it would need an input for and i'm not sure if we're going to go closed loop with it so pretty much we're going to leave it open loop 
Um, for now, we may do something later, maybe with a different product. Not haven't crossed that bridge yet, but right now it's going to be a three-stage open-loop boost controller with boost by time, boost by gear, um, or boost by input, sorry. And, um, yeah. Have a little LED display, just like the simple dollar boost. And, um, it'll be programmable for three stages of boost control. And it'll have scramble boost. And I'm sure I'm forgetting some features on that thing. But we're, we're packing it with a lot of features that we can. So, but yeah, that'll be coming. And we're pricing it to move, um, just because we're... We have been focused a lot on getting. We I have a lot of customers I know that want that product, so we have been working on it, and I think it's going to be priced very, very competitively for the market. It'll be our my midline boost controller, so we have been working on that. The S10, oh my word, I've made some progress on that, and I should have videoed a lot of it. And I'm regretting it. So the rear suspension, uh, I would say is ninety. 95% done. There's some small stuff I need to do to yet, like while in some more gussets in some areas. I, I hindsight being 2020, I found some spots I want to gusset up, and um, I want to pretty much right now. I've been working on the front, so the engine itself. Um, I'm running the Gen 4 all aluminum LS 6.2 liter that I picked up from work. It was a core engine. It's, it still needs to come apart. The thing needs a cam and head gaskets, which big whoopty will do. Uh, it's getting a cam and head gaskets and a turbo. Anyway, um, the swap mounts I got for, and like these swap mounts I actually got for a second gen S10 that I had oh, five years ago now, something like that, before I even got this first gen. Anyway... I got the swap mounts, and being I'm using a second-gen frame, they'll, they'll, they would work perfectly. So I got the swap mounts in, put it all together, got the engine in, and was not happy with how high the engine was at all. Like, the funny thing is, is the swap mounts I used, the engine's oil pan would have been perfectly fine. So I found out, like, the, the engine I'm using was out of, I believe, a 2012 Cadillac Escalade. I actually pulled the engine. I'm pretty sure it was 2012 or 2011, something around there. Um, that, that oil pan's shorter than the old Gen 3 truck pans. So with this engine installed with the swap mounts, the oil pan was perfectly level or actually a little above the bottom of the cross member for the S10. So it would have been perfect had I been okay with the installed engine height of which I was not. It was really high. <clears throat> so... I did what any kind of logical gearhead would do, and I cut the center um, cross brace out of my S10 frame after I braced it at the engine mount. So, I, like, I took the swap mounts back out, made a cross tube brace that bolted into the frame where the engine mounts bolt to the frame, uh, just for keeping it square and everything right there while I was cutting. Cut the center support out of the bottom, plated it, tubed it. Um, with DOM tubing, I can't remember what exactly it is right off the top of my head, but it's DOM tubing I got from my local supplier. And then <coughs> I, using my benchtop mill that I have currently, um, it's just a little grizzly benchtop mill, I made my own adjustable motor mounts that dropped the engine, I'm thinking like four inches or so. 
<laughs> so, um, I am now using an F-body oil pan for the truck, and I got all kinds of clearance between the oil pan and the bottom of the, like, the, the new Walden DOM tube for the cross member, um, like, probably inches, I'm thinking two or three, easy, so, or two, I'm thinking it's about two, and so it's, it's plenty high off the ground, the oil pan is, and just to give you a reference, it's, I know this is audio, but to give you a reference, uh, I put the square port, or the rectangle port, uh, Cadillac Escalade plastic intake on there, so it's the really tall intake, and it is sitting, the very top of that intake is sitting lower than my factory brake reservoir, where my brake fluid reservoir location is, so, by like, I would say at least an inch, so yeah, the motor is dropped in there. I still need to make a trans mount, but for right now, the engine's in there. I got the intake on there, and I'm used. I was using it to mock up the LS engine harness from my buddy Brian. So that's all marked up, measured out. I need to start making the harness once some more stuff comes in the mail that I've got ordered. But yeah, so I'll be posting. Um, if you haven't followed me, um, and you want to keep up with all my shenanigans, uh, follow me on Facebook. <clears throat> you can add me as a friend. Uh, Dale Follett's on Facebook. You should be able to pop me up my profile pictures. Me, my wife, and my one son. Um, follow me on Twisted Builds. Uh, I need to start posting more on the Twisted Builds Facebook group. There is a Twisted Builds public group. Um, I also have a Twisted Builds Facebook page. Uh, I am pretty active there. So if you want to keep up with all my automotive shenanigans, I would highly suggest uh, going there, finding me on, on that platform, and uh, following along with everything I'm doing. And yeah, I as I said, um, I need to get with Kevin. Actually, I was just texting him a little bit earlier about some things. Um, I need to get back with him. We need to get back into the, doing the podcast. I do believe just because of my YouTube analytics, I think I'm going to keep the podcast audio only and not do a video version because of the fact I... The video versions just don't get watched. You guys don't like the video versions, apparently. So we're going to stop with that. I think the audio version will be nice and easy for everyone to listen along with. And then just keep the YouTube channel regarded to the builds, the projects with my business, so on and so forth. So anyway, I do sincerely apologize about the very tardiness of a podcast update. But uh, I thank you everyone for listening and watching and or listening and subscribing. And if you like this podcast, listen to subscribe, share with your friends. Um, I am going to start working on this a lot more. I need to start putting out more episodes. So uh, it's coming. If you have any suggestions on topics or anything, please let me know. Definitely any old listeners. I know there's a couple of you out there that have reached out to me before. Um, let me know what you want to hear. Uh, let me know what you want my opinion on. I, a lot of you guys have, have followed me with the podcast or any of the new ones know that I am, or, or going to know, uh, I'm an automotive technician by trade. I'm actually, uh, one of the, uh, a techs at the, my local dealer, heavy line, I guess a lot of people would call that. So, um, but that is my kind of my background. I do the automotive performance side for the fun of it. It's, it's just an addiction I have. Um, and yeah, I guess that's everything. So, hey guys and gals, thank you for listening to the Twisted World Podcast and have a great day. Bye.